Welcome to the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast, navigating life and wellness to achieve the ultimate glow up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Welcome to another episode of the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. Tonight, I am sitting with Anais Ramos, a.k.a. A Nice Summer Day. Hey. Hey, everyone. We're sitting here on Trencitas Nation. We got our braids on. Flip them, flip them. And we got the same like, little colors going on. Yes. My hair is um, falling apart, but it's okay. I was at Trader Joe's today, and this lady was almost like following me down the aisle. She's like, I love your hair. Mm. Where, did you, where did you get it done? Did you do it yourself? I, I wish my hair was long again. And I'm like, girl, I'm trying to buy my hummus. <laughs> like bye um but yeah today Anaisa is here to talk about quite a lot of things but it's, it's gonna be a perfect combination of things that we've prepared beforehand for y'all yep so Anaisa I'm gonna give you the floor tell us about yourself who you are and what do you do well um I'm a nice a nice summer day a way to pronounce it that's kind of how it came along so play on words yes of course and I also bring some sunshine with me all the time, yeah. so why not? <laughs> um, I have a nine to five, you know, like everybody else. I'm actually the director of uh, an interpreting um, training program, mm-hmm. and it's actually a company that offers language services, interpreting, translations, and training. So I'm currently leading the training program where we offer classes for people to become medical interpreters and legal interpreters, mm-hmm. um, and then kind of grow in their professional. Um, development in a sense or become uh, have a profession um, we work a lot of with adults mainly 18 mm-hmm. plus I'm also a medical interpreter myself oh yeah that's a legit have, skill uh, yes <laughs> it is a skill when I'm bilingual clearly. yeah um, and then when I took the class I was kind of like okay what I mean I know the language I'm fine exactly. and then I'm in there like being tested in all type of ways like my skills kind of went up at another different level yeah. um, my brain my ability to memorize things like it was it was amazing um, yeah. I was very proud of myself but then when I started doing it, I'm like I have somebody else's life in my hand yeah. like if I don't communicate what I need to communicate with the right way with the tone then this person can just not get what they need yeah um, so then I, I did a few medical ones and then I was like I kind of like education better so I kind of moved on to doing some educational interpreting um, and then I'm a mom my mom. best job educator and I'm explorer I love to explore and I do that through traveling yes all right so you kind of laid a lot of <laughs> a lot of talents you have on us I don't even know where I want to take this next but I guess we could start off with your most important job I like that you highlighted it as yeah. that um, tell us about motherhood how has it been tell us about Sienna yes yeah, Sienna is my seven year old her name is actually comes from my name it's spelled backwards yes so it's a quick, um, she's never going to be able to get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so motherhood has been um, a consistent, I would call it change. Um, rewarding, but yet an adapted learning. Like mm-hmm. Always changing, but you have to like catch up with the next stage. Yeah, um, It's rewarding because you feel accomplished every time you get them to the next level. Mm-hmm. Or where they come to you and yell, I love you, thank you, you're the yeah. best. And I'm like, I'm the best. Yeah. Thank you, I want to cry, but you know, I got to be strong because I yeah. want to hear that all the time. So, um, yeah, I would say that it's just, it's been amazing, but it's definitely changing, learning, changing, adapting, and on and on. Yeah. Would you say being Latina and Dominican, do you think that, like, your parenting style 
um, reflects your upbringing. Um, and I think a lot mm. of us, like, we bring up, like, oh, yeah, my mom would beat me with the chancleta and yes. this and that. Yes. Um, so now, like, being, growing up and talking about that stuff and now being in the roles of parents, do you think that your Latina upbringing is reflected in your parenting currently? Yes. Um, and I wouldn't... Tell say, us more. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it's how I grew up, mm-hmm. right? It's the first-hand parenting class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it comes without me even trying it. Like, mm-hmm. um, an example that I would give that happens all the time, but, like, I'm talking to Sienna, you have to look at me in the eyes. Like, you have yeah. to make eye contact. Um, maybe I'm not understanding that she doesn't feel comfortable making eye contact, and mm-hmm. she's more from the shy, um, shy side where she yeah. just listens. And yeah. she doesn't have to make eye contact. My mom used to be like, you need to look at me and not answer back and just, date rápido. Like, yeah. let's go. Um, so um, that kind of comes along. But then I had tried to stay away from it in a sense and get the best, like, okay, the remedies that I need to know. Yeah. Um, how to, you know, integrate family to everything that we do as yeah. a Latina. Like, family comes first mm-hmm. and it should be family, but also allowing her to be an individual mm-hmm. rather than just being part of the family. And that's what I think I have made a biggest um, separation from it. Um, yeah. But it has definitely influenced it to the point that I even like, okay, I don't want to be such a typical Latina. I want to mm-hmm. go take classes and read books and learn about it. Yeah. Um, how to be a mom away from my culture. Yeah. And uh, now it's be- has become a combination of both. Yeah. Um, but still growing every day, yeah. depending on the stage that we are. Yeah. I did a parenting class not too long ago. Yeah. Baby You. Have you heard? Baby You. I did. I'm a, I'm a graduate of Baby oh, You. Baby You alone. I was the first class of Baby You. Okay, yeah. awesome. Um, I did it and it was almost like my mom like bullying me into doing it. Because <laughs> wow. she works for the city. So she's really close with like a lot of the people that run Baby You. Yeah. So literally like I was pregnant and like you need to do Baby You. Mm. I had Eliana need to do Baby You. And I'm like I don't want to. Because it's a commitment. But it was very rewarding. So when you mentioned kind of... Um, classes and kind of having resources that sometimes you don't even realize Mm -hmm. are there was really um empowering and realizing that also like people go through all the same struggles you do um and especially for me it was really nice because i don't have mom friends the only thing about baby you that i didn't love was the age difference between Mm. parents and it um, yeah, it made me very self-conscious of okay. my motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, at, at the time, for those who don't know, but I had Sienna when I was twenty, okay. so I was just fresh out of like my teens. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, as a young mom, I was like, okay, I'm here with married couples, or yeah. like in their forties, and hey, yeah. I have a valid opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but I loved Baby U. It was definitely a community that I I enjoyed being part of. Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about? Some of the challenges you face being a quote-unquote young mom. And I use quote because it's like, I feel like when we're in high school, it's like, 16, I'm pregnant. Oh, my God. MTV was everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And, like, I had my son at 20. I got pregnant with my son at 22. Mm Mm-hmm. And I had him, like, at the cusp of, like, 22, verging into 23. And I still, like, am considered, like, a wicked young mom. Uh-huh. Um, so just kind of, like, what were some ch- um, challenges you faced? Even in an – it doesn't have to be about baby you. Because yeah. <laughs> I yeah, feel like I branched into it. But just being, like, a young mom, and I really like that you pointed out, like, I still have valid opinions because regardless of your age, you're still in that chapter of your life mm-hmm. and you're still a parent. I think it was – my biggest challenge in the movie, like, the bigger goal here picture is that I um, – Adopted adulting expectations mm-hmm. while still being a young person. Yeah. So adapting to having to be an adult, mm-hmm. make adult decisions, 
but most importantly that you expect you are you don't have a voice really yeah you're being shut down consistently yet yeah. you're expected to have answers at all times because now you have yeah. somebody else's life in your hand yeah so you are the mom you tell us what yeah. you want but you are under the expected age to have a child what's yeah. the expected age to have a child yeah who says that yeah um so i love that you said quote unquote young mom because that's yeah. not a real definition exactly um and i think that was definitely managing also my role of being a mom but also staying true to myself mm-hmm. like who am i what what is a ni- what do i like to do what is a nice like to do yeah um what are what are my goals that maybe have shifted um on how i'm going to get there but it doesn't mean that i can get there because i'm a mom definitely like staying true to myself and managing both roles um, a lot of the opinions that you get, Bill, you're a mom now. Yeah. And? Yeah. Like, am I supposed to change bodies? Am yeah. I supposed to do X, Y, and C because of yeah. the expectations of, of what a mom should look like? Yeah. Um, also, like, feeling <laughs> um, ageism. Like, yeah. Like, that has been really big for me. Yeah. Um, even in my workplace, and you're a mom. Hmm. Ah. Yeah, like, this, like, awkward. Yeah. Oh, you are a director. Hmm. Ah. Yeah. So it's like, oh, now they change. Yeah. I have seen people literally change their attitude towards me when I tell them that I'm a mom. Yeah. So they go from being like, oh, you're a mom. Yeah. Let me be compassionate. Let me let me make yeah. sure you're taken care of because now you have gone through something bigger than what you expected or you can yeah. take. You don't know me. Yeah. You don't know where well, I am at my growth. Mm-hmm. You can't judge me because my child is seven and I'm 27 and yeah. had it at a young age. Yeah. Um, or maybe at the age that you think is young. Yeah. Rather than what I. So definitely um, the constant, what do you think we should do? But maybe you should do this mm-hmm. rather than listen to me. Let me have my voice, make my decisions and figure it out. Yeah. Um, last time I checked, there's no parenting guide or book that I could find. There is <laughs> I tried to find a couple. But I was <laughs> <laughs> there was one I read. And it's called The Shit No One Tells You When You're mm-hmm. Going to Be a Parent or like something like that. And I read it and I was like, ha, ha, ha. Like, this is great. But still, I'm like, okay. And there was definitely nothing in there about my kid telling me that he doesn't like me, Mm. about him going from super happy to super upset, Mm. (laughs) all those little things in between. My son is definitely in in a chapter where he is testing his boundaries and he knows how to manipulate a lot so Mm. i've been really just kind of testing my boundaries and see how how patient and how wide and long i can flex my patience um just a heads up because mine's seven (laughs) that's just the beginning of boundary testing (laughs) it's gonna go all the way until the adults and i still call my mom like so do you think i could like use your clothes and like that's again boundary testing yeah um but it's amazing how they, how much they get away with. Can you tell me about how you balance your your parenting life and then you have your work life and then a fun part about why I brought you in today is a nice summer day. I feel like coincides with like your travel being. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. Um. So I'm very passionate. Like everything that I do, I just bring my whole. Um, so parenting, work life, and traveling is just like, okay, I'm going in there, I'm diving in full. It's a trifecta. It's just going. <laughs> um, what has worked for me and like to help me balance everything, um, number one is finding a job that's flexible with my mm-hmm. schedule. Um, entering a profession that I can say, okay, I have to leave early because my child is sick. Mm-hmm. I have to go and yeah. not being penalized for that and yeah. later on losing my job. Yeah. So the job that I have now allows me to travel, allows me to work from home, mm-hmm. um, allows me to be my own manager and mm-hmm. work independently. But yet I have that sense of responsibility that I mm-hmm. don't drop the ball. Yeah. But it's on my schedule, especially mm-hmm. for parenting. Yeah. Things can happen. 
you're the number first responder at yeah. the end of the day. Nothing moves until you show up. Yeah. And um, having a flexible job definitely works for me. Um, and I figured that out the hard way, mm-hmm. like everybody else does, yeah. right? I lost a job. I was like, I have to go. And they were like, you can't go. You have to be here at 6 o'clock. And I'm like, I got to go. Yeah. I'm walking out. I'm so sorry. I love this job. I have yeah. respect for it, but my child comes first. Of course. Um, parenting is where um, I balance out where, with the support of family, mm-hmm. number one. Uh, my mother helps me a lot. My sister, my brother, we're very united. But um, yeah. also I have a great system with Siana's father where he also mm-hmm. takes parenting time mm-hmm. with her, which allows me to have my death set moments mm-hmm. um, and just take care of myself. Um, and I see traveling as a way to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, to take, take, take a deep breath of every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so having those support, flexible schedule, and just that drive to go, go and be passionate about something definitely is what helps. Awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about what has led you to make a successful co-parenting system with mm-hmm. Siana's father? Tell us about what makes co-parenting successful and what, what do you even consider co-parenting? Like what, what is the perfect definition of that in your eyes? Well, in my world, co-parenting is um, where both parents are present in the child's life and they um, try to come together to make the transition between homes and everything that happens as smooth as possible. Yeah. Um, and where we try to be on the same page about things. Yeah. And I say we try because we all different and we all have things that are going on in our lives, so everything would change depending on the decision making. Um, what has been successful for me is that I choose my battles, mm-hmm. number one. Um, I can go to fight mode for everything. Yeah. It's going to be 20 years long. Am I going to really drain my energy in that? Yeah. Um, so I choose my battles very wisely. Um, and I kind of go like, okay, do I, I want to argue about the fact that she came back without her backpack mm-hmm. clean? Or do I want to just let that go and understand that maybe I need to let him know or I do it myself so he can see it? Right? Yeah. Um, I also leave my feelings outside of decision making. Mm-hmm. Remind myself, like, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. If I was in Sienna's shoes, what would she like to do? Yeah. What as a child, a seven-year-old, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I always ask her. She also is very um, part of this process. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do? Do you want to go to Daddy's and do X, Y, and C, or do you want to go do X, Y, and C? Well, mommy, I already talked to Daddy, and we're gonna do this. All right, you have a plan. Go on. Yeah. So making her part of the decision because she is the one affected at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and then I have to um, let go of said word, of words that being said mm-hmm. or actions that have made me feel away. Like stuff from the past. From the past, you just have mm-hmm. to let go yeah literally um it happened gone i felt that way not anymore because Mm -hmm. you will always be in relation with this person yeah um and there's no need to consistently remind them of the things that they did to you in the past that yet you have to move on because tomorrow we have to make another decision yeah it's gonna happen so that has worked very well for me um at least in my sanity like keep Mm -hmm. me like okay i can keep going let's keep doing this next battle next day um, what has been challenging is the communication styles, mm-hmm. and that happens with anybody. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm the type of person that I need storytelling to say what I want to get across. Yeah, he's more of like X, Y, and C, very direct, and I'm like, yeah. no, but that's not what I mean. Yeah, and then that's been the most challenging part. But mm-hmm. um, we've been getting around that. That's just a learning curve, and um, having family members involved mm-hmm. in anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to. I have like my mom, hey, what do you think about this? But not me going to his mom, like, so can you talk to him and tell him because this is not, no. Um, trying to not do that, it's hard because yeah. sometimes you don't see the, you don't see eye to eye with the person yeah. and you have 
somebody in the middle of it yeah. and you want to make sure that you're making the right decision but bringing a third person in is another opinion another mm-hmm. feelings another yeah. um thing and um <laughs> most challenging thing i would say is the parenting styles and it's never the same even in a marriage you yeah. can be in the same household yeah and you always have heard stories of well the dad is usually the rule maker and mom yeah. is usually the oh she'll give me cookies and let me go all at night so it's yeah. always like that yeah. and regardless of you're in the same household or a different household it's going to be a challenge mm-hmm. yeah. those are really good points um i really like that you brought up the not the lack of bringing lack or thereof of bringing third parties in because mm-hmm. it just makes too many cooks in the kitchen just makes it yeah really complicated for everyone um i wanted to ask you how would you would you define um, mother or parenthood participating in your glow up? Definitely. Like probably the key, the key element to my glow up, Mm -hmm. I would say. Um, it has made me think about life differently. It has, uh, made me make certain decisions that sometimes I'm not really happy about, but I'm like, this is for the best of me and the little one. An example could be my mentality of, um, when I was younger, before even thinking of getting married, I'm going to college, I'm gonna make money, I wanna have a family, I wanna have kids, mm-hmm. I wanna have a household, this uh, gender roles again, right? Yeah. Like what I'm expected to do as a woman, Latina mm-hmm. woman, yeah. and we're brought up, um, we, our upbringing is, okay, you have to get married, you still have to get an education, doesn't mean that you have to go out, go out and work, mm-hmm. but at least you have it just in case if you need it. Mm-hmm. Rather than thinking I need it for myself, yeah. and now I have somebody watching me mm-hmm. who needs to be inspired, and mm-hmm. modeling starts at home. So I want to yeah. make sure she understands that education is valuable, not because you can help the man, because mm-hmm. you're going to help yourself. Yes. So that's number one, um, the mentality that it changed when I went into motherhood. Mm-hmm. Even with the cooking and cleaning, I was like, do I want to cook? Do I want to mm-hmm. clean? Do I want to mm-hmm. get married? For yeah. what? Who, who is telling me those expectations? Mm-hmm. Um, and raising a young girl is also another way, um, yeah. besides just have, being a mom, but raising another girl, knowing how tough it is to be mm-hmm. a girl, yeah. um, culturally and especially being Latina yeah. with the machismo yeah. and we have all these great elements, but reminding myself that she needs to have her voice mm-hmm. and that's what was lacking in my um, training process before having a child. I was like, no, mm-hmm. I'm going to make decisions. I'm the parent. Mm-hmm. No, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. You're being affected. I want to hear what you think. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And how would you define like a glow up overall? So we kind of heard about a lot of elements that branched into your own personal glow up. And I, I like to call it even ongoing glow up. Like I feel mm-hmm. like like the glow up just never ends, mm-hmm. especially when you have very clear goals and visions ahead of you. Um, so sometimes I ask that and I'm like, well, no, you're, you're, you're definitely glowing, but there's more to come. <laughs> Which is what, exactly what I was thinking. Oh, I'm sorry. I just uh, answered it. <laughs> no, you're great. That means that we're on the same. This is why we're... We're vibing. Know, we're vibing. That's why we're here. I, de- I, I defined it as a... You're going a step closer to the happy you. Mm-hmm. Like and I like that. You're going... I'm going to write that down. Yeah. In the, gl- in the glow tips. tips. Okay. <laughs> you are growing a step closer to the happy you. And then when you're there, the key point of the glow up is to take note of the things that you did to be this happy to then try to um, create it, create a consistency there. Yeah. So then you can be consistently glowing. Mm-hmm. And then you're adding to your glow up. Now you're yeah. bomb glowing. Like yeah. <laughs> You're about yeah. to like, oh, you walk in a room and like, wow, what is that energy? Flash flood. <laughs> what? I want to know what you're talking about. What are you yeah. saying? Ooh. I like that. And then you move different. Yeah. You, your chin up. People are looking at you. I'm here without makeup. I'm like. You radiate. I, I'm, 
So I definitely think that on top of being happy and, and joy, you kind of said like, uh, travel gives you that fresh that fresh breath of air. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to talk about like what brought your interest to travel. When did you finally decide to kind of be like, okay, I, this is where I'm going to invest a chunk of my time, mm-hmm. whether it be when Sienna's with her father or when we can take a family vacation. Or the the fact that you decided like this is something I want to be consistently a part of my yeah. life. Um, kind of yeah, what sparked that interest for travel? And maybe if you have a favorite place you visited thus far. Um. So my traveling started actually coming to America. Mm-hmm. Like I was not born here. I was born mm-hmm. in the Dominican Republic, um, a little town called Santiago, part of the island. Go visit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I was granted access. Mm-hmm. Right. I saw traveling as access. I'm mm-hmm. able to come to a place where I can be reunited with my family. Number one, mm-hmm. I have um, more of a freedom mentality, mm-hmm. um, but yet I have. Mm-hmm. So that was the first traveling experience that I had coming to the United States um, at an age 15 mm-hmm. um, and going into high school and learning about the culture. Then um, got into high school, moved on, and <laughs> then I kind of, I'm a curious soul. I like to know things, mm-hmm. but in order for me to know things, I have to experience them. Yeah. So that, that was a big like motivation to, okay, I want to go see that. I read about this, but what is it really about? How do you feel when you go there? Yeah. Who are the people? What's the food? Um, well, should I hike? Should I not hike? Should I swim? Should I jump off the ship? Like, yeah. I'm scared of heights, but <laughs> yeah. damn, I'm in the islands. Come on. So those questions were running through my, um, my brain at the time. And I remember taking a trip um, to Europe, and it was to me, my best friend, actually, Tiara was... Um, working in France, being a teacher, and she's like, come to Europe, and let's go and hang out, and I was going through, I was trying to finish my degree there at the time, mm-hmm. school work, and I was like, I have a little money, yeah. I'm coming, I'm just going to meet you in London, and we're going to mm-hmm. go, and um, and that was like the click for me, Yeah, it was like, wow, I was in so much, under, I was in, under so much pressure, Yeah, um, and then just breathing that new air, culture, time, mm-hmm. food, and the ability that I had to adapt mm-hmm. also amazed me. I was like, yeah. all the strengths that I have pulled to, like the language, the cultural barriers. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of kept me going when I would tell my daughter about it. I can't, I would come back and look, I brought you a book. And I, I would sign, I, she has a collection of books that I have been everywhere I go, mm-hmm. I bring her a book. And Where do you find these books? You just walk to bookstores? I go to bookstores. <laughs> I go to local bookstores. Oh, okay. So I, um, I do research now. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I think about it like you go to a little rinky-dink um, souvenir shop. Like they don't have books no. right now. So that instantly sparked my curiosity yeah. towards that. Okay. So I go to local um, places. I do research. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go to travel trip or trip.com. No, I go to actual blogs. Like people mm-hmm. that have been to these places and their experiences. And then um, I actually... For the grace of God, I have met so many people who have been mm-hmm. so kind to me mm-hmm. and just want to like connect me and show me and you should go this and do that. So when I come home, I bring her a book and I sign it. This is where I've been. Mm-hmm. And she has a collection of these yeah. places that I've been to. Um, and then it, it teaches me about adaptive learning, right? Mm-hmm. Like now I can take learning on my own. I read about Paris mm-hmm. when I was in DR, this book. Now mm-hmm. I'm seeing the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here like taking that in with a glass of wine, eating mm-hmm. French onion soup. Oh, mm-hmm. shoot, I'm a little French now. Yeah. Like coming back home and, and with that excitement that I'm telling you, yeah. I tell my daughter. Now she's like, I want to go to the Eiffel Tower. I read yeah. about it in school. Yeah. Clicks right away. Yeah. Um, 
So, and that's the model that's actually going with educators right now. I'm an educator also, mm-hmm. education, um, BA. And um, it's like taking ownership and your learning, finding your voice, mm-hmm. going to find out and being curious. So that's been like my ultimate, uh, this is where I travel now. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I can take care of myself. Yeah. That way. That's awesome. Yeah. I really like the book collection. That is so creative. Yeah. Unheard of. We have one that's that my is... favorite so far. Yeah. <laughs> From New Orleans, I went there for a conference, and I went to this bookstore, and they actually have the um, local um, illustrators and writers who sell it to the bookstore. And mm-hmm. we have one about Gator, 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 mm-hmm. and it's a young black girl and mm-hmm. kind of basically going through the Gator, Gator, and the lakes in New mm-hmm. Orleans, and talks about the history and yeah. being a black um, young girl and the parents. Yeah. And she's like, "I'm not afraid, Gator, Gator, Gator. Where yeah. are you?" Yeah. And my daughter's like seeing that in the vis yeah. shows and the pictures and. That's awesome. She loves it, and she's like, Gator, 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 Mommy, and I want to see alligators. So she's yeah. not afraid of something that kids usually are afraid of at that yeah. age. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's really nice. I love that. Do you think that there is potentially, like, stigma toward being a millennial woman who who likes to travel and who can continuously and consistently travels? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I get it daily. Yeah. How do you travel so much? Yeah. What do you do? I have yeah. people literally ask me what do I do and they want yeah. they, want, they want me to tell them what do I work so they can work there and get what I have been yeah rather than understanding <laughs> that I, literally we're laughing because we're giving each other these looks like what the hell are these people doing I had a, a young woman um like young I say young woman because the mentality that it was brought to me was like this is, you're, you're still developing you're getting there yeah. you need experience more yeah. but I know you're asking me for my group heart and I'm gonna yeah. give it to you it's like I work very hard. Yeah. I am not being flown out by man. I am yeah. not being paid for or paid by people to be in these locations. I budget. I put money away. Mm-hmm. I work, thank God, an opportunity where I can make my schedule and have connections. I work in an interpreter mm-hmm. company with so much diversity where we have to travel mm-hmm. and meet all these people that actually make me wonder and want to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the idea that because I'm a woman, I'm not expected to afford my own traveling. Mm-hmm. I have to be given something in order for me to get. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than I'm a hardworking mom, professional, who yeah. is curious and wants to wonder and bring that like life and <laughs> history and yeah. just know and share. Um, I'm expected to be paid for it mm-hmm. or given any sexual favors because I'm traveling, which is not case yeah. on any of my trips yeah. at least this is what's one i'll be like yeah i'm yeah. there at least i did that <laughs> but no that's yeah. the craziest part <laughs> um so definitely that if i'm a woman i'm not expected to pay for my own things yeah yeah do you think that people aside from the like budgeting or like the cost like yeah. you're not paying for it do you think people are like oh well you're a mom like where are you leaving your kid or, oh yeah do you oh yeah do you face that <laughs> oh yeah so uh, and this is such a bad mom. She leaves mm-hmm. Sienna all the time. Yeah. Ugh. Who, who's her babysitter? Like, who mm-hmm. takes care of your kid? Yeah. I take a big deep Oosa. breath. <laughs> and I'm like, but if I do, it's bad. If I don't do, it's worse. Yeah. Um, who am I doing this for? You, yeah. me, my child. It's like, who's really being affected yeah. by this? Um, and why then, do you care? And what? Yeah, why? But I, I'm okay with them caring because they're watching, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're watching because you're interested and you want to learn something. You might mm-hmm. come with negativity into it, but it's mm-hmm. okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some sunshine. Don't worry. Yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, also the mother part of it, because I'm a mom, I'm not expected to follow mm-hmm. my dreams or do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I should dress a certain way. I should speak a certain way. I shouldn't mm-hmm. drink. I shouldn't go out. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't travel. 
I shouldn't be sexy. Yeah. I shouldn't feel good in my skin. Yeah. Um, although our body image is always being shitted on. Mm-hmm. Excuse my language, y'all. But it's truly being like, oh, now you're fat because you're a mom. And now you're, yeah. why are you doing this? Yeah. And like constant like, take that. Yeah. It's just breathe. Seriously. Just breathe. And yeah. continue to do you. Continue to do what makes you happy. And that's what I have done. And I haven't heard from them in a bit, so. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're sitting back taking notes. They're still. watching. Uh, I wanted to kind of switch gears a little bit and talk about, you were saying you're, you're currently studying for education. Yes. And I learned that you're working with the Girlhood Project yeah. over at Leslie University. So I wanted you to kind of share about that because I think that the the youth work and the the connections that you're building and the the work that you're doing is really really awesome so i wanted you to share it with our listeners so the girlhood project it's um so it's, it's a combination of an undergrad class taught at leslie where we come together um undergrads come together with x amount of tas i'm part of the ta team mm-hmm. researchers we have faculty members and we have project managers where we discuss um what they call problematic issues in society such as you know, um, body image. We talk about um, racism. We talk about um, the stigma of being a girl. What is it to be a girl? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, non-binary. Like talking about inclusiveness yeah. um, of gentrification. Um, and it's really a program where we do with girl mm-hmm. girls rather for girls, mm-hmm. where it's co-constructive space. Mm-hmm. So we start with the college students, then we involve um, local community communities and school systems where they kind of come and bring us eighth graders or bring us excuse me um they partner with us Mm -hmm. um and um have young eighth graders and high schoolers not eighth graders middle schoolers excuse me um and high schoolers and kind of work with the college students where the college students help them explore all these topics Mm -hmm. um and that's an eight-week program and then we just had a huge celebration which i loved um it's my favorite part of the program where Mm -hmm. you get to see um, the participants really show out and find their voice. And by the end of the program, they I like given speeches saying how much they have found a uh, voice and they can speak up and they talk about things that they can talk about at home mm-hmm. with us. Yeah. That they can they don't have somebody to discuss these personal or you know we have people that have identified themselves or have figured out what they want to be mm-hmm. in fourth fifth grade. Am yeah. I a girl? Am I bisexual? Am I you know? Um, a lesbian do mm-hmm. I do I even know what that is yeah um, and that's kind of more like kind of helping them find that voice to to take care of themselves do you think there have been some key takeaways in being a mentor in working with these girls some key mm-hmm. takeaways either you yourself like as a woman experiencing this kind of almost like uh, outside looking in because the the workshop you said is with girls yeah um, but even as a mentor it can be a transformative experience Yes. Do you say you have any, any key takeaways from this, this whole learning project? So we, we don't, I wouldn't say mentor, but I will say a learner. I'm mm-hmm. a co-learner. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I have learned how to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I mean listen is to allow others to speak mm-hmm. and just take in without having to respond to everything and just understand that that person needs to say what they need to say because they have been bottling for a long time. And mm-hmm. now they found the space where they can tell me that maybe I don't feel, um, I've been policed so much that I can talk. I'm shy, not because I don't have words, it's because mm-hmm. I've been told to be quiet many times. Mm-hmm. And that's really often said to girls where you're being too loud. Mm-hmm. 
I'm being too loud because mm-hmm. I'm opinionated because mm-hmm. I have an attitude now because I'm telling you how I feel but then I'm emotional mm-hmm. because I have feelings so it's all this confusion that you have but then you have yeah. somebody that's just listening to you yeah. and it's not telling you to shut up or policing you to what to say so that's definitely the listening skill and I would say self-validation mm-hmm. like usually we look through media we look to society family members to tell us do we look good are we dressed properly Mm-hmm. Um, are, we, are we behaving properly rather than telling myself what do I want to look like and am I okay yes I'm okay I can do this yeah. I don't need validation I got me um, and definitely the ultimate self esteem blow up like seeing yeah. <laughs> seeing these young girls like 8th grade is like well I'm going to do this and X, Y, and Z and I'm like I don't even I never even said that as 8th grade I couldn't yeah. even talk out loud like, yeah. like um, no it's crazy so it made me they teach us way more than what we teach them mm-hmm. um their resilience that they have mm-hmm. a lot of them we have um girls who have experienced it, a lot of um that with the current <laughs> political party and presidency mm-hmm. you know um it's been very hard for a lot of our salvadorian and haitian um mm-hmm. uh, communities that you know they are not granted access to stay mm-hmm. in the united states after being refugees for you know yeah. the reasons that they're here and knowing that a lot of young people are being affected by this um, and they come into the space and talking about it and able to say, I don't know if my mom is going to come home after work today. Mm-hmm. I have to take care of my brother and my sister, and I have to have a responsibility at the age of 14, 13. Yeah. And um, we, in the space two hours, we make it that they can be themselves and not feel they have a responsibility. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely help me with that. And the biggest thing, actually, <laughs> um, I had gone through a lot of um, self-identification issues where mm-hmm. I have, like, figure it out what am I am I mm-hmm. Latina am mm-hmm. I Afro Latina am mm-hmm. I um, I'm not too light I'm not too dark yeah how do I fit in the American ethnical list uh, yeah the, 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 the list check off that box what are you are the you box. white black <laughs> the box other boxes um, them. so definitely um, allow me to call myself what I'm saying today like Latina I'm mm-hmm. Latina I am Afro Latina and um, understanding that in our culture is a lot of growth that has to be done and a lot of history that has to be studied mm-hmm and what would you say was most rewarding about working with these girls? Um, the ability to stay in touch with my inner child. Mm-hmm. Um, not taking everything so serious. Yeah. Um, makes me, allows me to be creative at all times. Like, I want to do this game and mm-hmm. I want to, like, dance and mm-hmm. move my hips yeah. and not be labeled as, uh, you know, provocative dancing rather promiscuous. than... Promiscuous. Yes, I'm promiscuous. I'm trying to call, call attention rather than I'm enjoying myself and my body mm-hmm. and I'm celebrating myself and my body mm-hmm. um, I love that so definitely that well that's some really great work you've been doing over there um, do you want to give the listeners maybe is there a website or a, a Facebook page or something where they can learn more about the girlhood project yeah, if so, they want to just read do some light reading yes we actually <laughs> have a, a conference coming up this fall we host it at Leslie so you can come and visit us I'm gonna put something um, on my Instagram for that mm-hmm. um, but you can go to thegirlhoodproject.org and read about us um, we've been doing this for 12 years I joined the program two years ago as a student now as a TA and I'm going to be doing some research work this summer and work on the conference so it's going to be growing 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 and um, come check us out that's really great work um, so what would you say are one or two glow tips you have for the listeners today I would say don't question yourself Awesome. Don't question yourself. You got this. You don't need validation. You know what you want. You know what yeah. you need. Own it. That's it. Um, you don't have to do a lot to be enough. 
Like you don't have to be doing a hundred things to be accomplished. Mm -hmm. Just one thing, it's enough because it's about you, not what you have done. Mm -hmm. um, I'll say those two. Awesome. And I was wondering, so we talked a lot about motherhood, about youth work, about travel. I was wondering if you had any other like passions or hobbies that you wanted to share with us today that kind of keep you busy or kind of let you tap into other elements of your, your creative or positive energy. Between us here, <laughs> Like right here, so I'm stay here. I am a <laughs> DIY like fanatic. Oh, you're a Pinterest queen. I am. <laughs> what? I got my own little board. It's crazy how many people like do not use Pinterest. I'm what? like, wait a minute. That's my parenting I'm style. Not a, like, I'm not a DIY Pinterest queen, but I'm a recipe Pinterest queen. Like, oh yeah, shit, I be inventando me. Yeah, it's from Pinterest. <laughs> But you create your own thing though, because Pinterest always has like all these ingredients, and you're like, I don't know, yeah. but I'm gonna create this, and it's bomb, yeah. and now it's my twist, and like I got my own board. Um, but no, I create. Um, I like to create. I actually decorated all my daughter's parties, mm -hmm. made all of the centerpieces, yeah. backdrops, everything. Mm -hmm. um, I also all my friends and families call me, come decorate my party. Can you please do this? And graduation, so yeah. I'm doing one this weekend. Okay. Um, keep you busy. Keep me busy, but um, it's just I actually created a group last year where. Uh, nine of my friends at times would come together and once a month we rotate homes and we would host a DIY activity. Okay. So we did it for about eight months or seven months and we would rotate house and like just we bring they bring their grandmothers or bring their aunts or bring their friends yeah. and we set a nine and each session was probably like 25 people and I would just like cry every single time like oh my god I put this together I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, but it just felt good and that tapped into my creative self but like seeing other people who might not have been as artistic willing to participate in a group setting and just take care of themselves that way was definitely amazing mm -hmm. um I, they made me a little shirt with like their handprint and then um it says uh, <laughs> all you create all you touch is creative oh, that's uh, nice. it was super cute so you told us a little bit i wanted to ask you really mm -hmm. uh what other projects or travel if any you have planned for the rest of 2019 i know you mentioned the conference that you're working on but i don't know if that's this year yes this fall okay yeah um this i'm working on that i'm actually give it give oh, it to me yeah. all girl um so a nice summer day is going to become a web page actually oh, awesome. um eventually and it's going to be all about traveling diaries and um, parenting tips mm -hmm. um and talk more about how to support your child through this um millennium time yeah and um, the things that have worked for me yeah. in my co-parenting um, experience. Um, I'm also going to be supporting my daughter and creating her own YouTube channel. Oh, we so it, it was unanimously voted. I yeah. voted yes. You voted yes? <laughs> <laughs> so last week we had um, our Instagrammers kind of just give their takes on my daughter's um, personality. They want to see it on YouTube. And I had her, it's been a battle in our home for about three years now. Yeah. And I had her, I said, okay, if you want to do a YouTube channel, you need to tell me what it's going to be about. Mm -hmm. And you need to write you need a business plan. Yeah, I needed it <laughs> outlined. Yeah. She came back to me with four episodes. Wow. I was so impressed. Yeah. I was like, I got to support you. Like yeah. now, this is no joke. Um, so Sienna's coming to you with Sienna's Tales very soon. Yes. <laughs> um, and I really want to bring um, to life the motherhood support group, mm -hmm. um, Young Moms especially where yeah. we can um, support each other and try to help each other find a voice throughout these non-expected voice decision-making. Yeah. Um, and the Girl Project, which I mentioned again, and that's so far what I have. Awesome. No travel, no travel yes. lurking. Of course. <laughs> well, well sometimes, like, 
like you don't always have an answer for that because it's like, oh, well, I booked this last night. <laughs> yeah, so when, when, when I saw this question and you sent it to me, I was like, I just pick up and go. I, yeah. just, I just go. <laughs> but um, one that I have traveled because I'm going to be going with my whole family and bringing Sienna. Um, we go back home, Dominican Republic, mm-hmm. every other year. So this year we're going to go and we're actually going to explore the west side of the island, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have not like really heard of, which is mm-hmm. like the border, um, the border to Haiti. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to go to... I don't want to tell you because I want to show you. She's going to show us, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned. It's going to be the west side of the island. Just Google some of that. Amazing um, beach, beaches and culture that it's not really populated by tourists. So it's mm-hmm. going to be pure, like, Dominican yeah. um, greatness. Real cultural. Um, and then I'm also going to go to the east side, um, west, um, okay, south, southeast of the island. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some, if you have... Well, I consistently look at the world map and look mm-hmm. at islands. If you have any geographical <laughs> talent. Yes. Um, there's an island um, off the coast of DR that it's pretty interesting that we're oh, going to explore. Yeah. We're going to explore. And it's super chill. Um, have you ever been to Bahia de las Aguilas? No. Oh. Yeah. Is it on your list? It is on my list. I really want to go there. That's where we're going to be like, going. You give it oh, away. Oh, damn it. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Sorry. No, but good. look it up. Look it up. It's yeah, it's really cool. one of those off the beaten path things, but like yes. it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Yeah. And you really have to like deep Google this, but you will find it and you will be in awe. But yeah, de las Aguilas, it definitely has a lot of history there too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I honestly, I'm a history lover, mm-hmm. but not because I read books, just because I want to go see things. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, and where can the listeners find you online? So they can find me on my um, Instagram is at a nice summer day. Um, my name is spelled A N A I S, um, and then you can also email me. I have my email linked to that. Um, right now, I don't have any posts of my travels, but I do have highlights there. And if you have any questions about it, you can definitely email me. Um, I have some people reached out, and I have actually one of my friends who's planning her um, bachelor party at this place I just went to, and mm-hmm. I gave her like literally where I went, the link to everything, and now she just booked everything. So. Mm-hmm. I'm a little low-key <laughs> travel guide if you need it. Um, yeah, so how do you, when you're prepping to go somewhere, do you, like, sit down and, like, how do you find these blogs? Like, what is your kind of mechanism to, like, bullet point where you want to go for sure or um, what you want to see? So either I read about it or I hear about it mm-hmm. or I'm already looking on the map, one or two th- those things. Then I sit down and think about, okay, look up what is the top things to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't go to the expected ad paid websites i go to like people that have experienced those things mm-hmm. youtube sometimes have those videos where they're like two hours long mm-hmm. of people what are they doing but they're really interesting mm-hmm. um when i went to iceland which is actually the one of my top places that i mm-hmm. loved i have gone twice already mm-hmm. <laughs> um I, I every i went twice and i did something different every single mm-hmm. time yeah um and it was just through youtube um but then i also check look at the um i read about the country mm-hmm. why the population the food mm-hmm. and then I go into that and look into more yeah. and then I have uh, an itinerary and I send it to all my friends I read the trials with me because <laughs> I'm like, a whole lot <laughs> I'm like they love it though I, I said google sheets I'm yeah like, the date what yeah. type of clothing that you need to bring because <laughs> we're traveling um expect that if you're gonna be taking pictures what is the most instagrammable places yeah. to go and uh, we make them instagrammable yeah and like check out people around it um, type of currency, yeah. um, backup plan, cell phone that you should have, cell phone plan that you should yeah. have, if not, portable chargers, like everything, anything that you would need, activity wise, oh and then God. I do a budget for each thing. Yeah, 
So let's say we're going to Airbnb. This is the cost. These are the dates. Yeah. This is the amount. If you wait, if and then I make payments. Like I help. Like we all help each other. But mm-hmm. like if I know, like I'll spot you. You pay spot me back me, here, and then or by you'll cover. Go there. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I travel with when I travel. I travel people that I understand that dynamic because money sometimes is not the same for everybody. Mm-hmm. But we should support each other to get to the same mm-hmm. place. You can't just go to the top by yourself. It's mm-hmm. not. It's just hard. Um, Y'all heard that. Get your Google spreadsheet. <laughs> yep. And, and get organized. Organized. <laughs> number one. And then do not think that that's your final plan. Mm-hmm. Do not. Allow Be yourself flexible. to make changes. And it doesn't mean because I have a plan, that's all I'm going to do when I'm there. Mm-hmm. But I have an idea of what to do when I'm there. Mm-hmm. When I went to London, and I've been to London twice now, mm-hmm. I was like, I have all these coffee shops that I'm going to go to that I'm yes. so excited. And I have all these outfits, and I can't wait. I'm going to have this type of food. I ended up going to one. Wow. Because it's just the time. Yeah. And I was actually looking at some art, and I went to, I actually got a tour to the um, palace, Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I went this never tours yeah. and they just reopened it it was under construction so i have to go to this yeah so also being aware of what's going on in that country or that town at the time mm-hmm. like when i went to turks and caicos fridays i mean thursdays is fish fry thursdays mm-hmm. and it happens once a week i landed on thursday we got closed went to the there we met the locals we yeah. ate food yeah we danced we were partying until like yeah. 10 o'clock at night and then you know where to go next yeah. and you meet people all of a sudden we met somebody that it's the owner of the jet skis yeah. um, company come to this um, beach, give mm-hmm. us a discount, and then it goes. Mm-hmm. And you just got to go with the flow and knowing that the, the plan is going to change and you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you're up to a lot <laughs> this um, summer or year, rest of year. Um, but yeah, this kind of wraps up our episode. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to say? I'm just sending out some sunshine. <laughs> you know, just shine against everything. Breathe. Take your time. I want to ask you about your shirt. Where did you get this awesome, phenomenally Ooh. Latina t-shirt? Well, actually, my mom's <laughs> friend, Tati Santiago. Tasha, actually, sorry. It's Santiago. so cute. She makes um, these shirts at home. Um, she makes them um, customized, and I actually love this. And I was like, can you please make me this for my interview? I can't wait to it's show up. It's so up. cute. Um, I'm trying to think if I have any cute shirt I can change into that will match you. So what's her name? I create t-shirts and more and you can find her like that on instagram i create we can maybe add it she's amazing local um this is danita santiago's mom tasha santiago she oh danita's mom yeah danita's mom she makes (laughs) she makes shirts for sienna's t-shirt that's my gift to sienna's Mm t-shirt um i make them shirts so she makes mugs she makes everything okay and she responds right away and anything that you want any color she makes it happen um she's super creative um, I'm showing you some, but maybe we can add her IG to this. For sure, we can add her in, and I will probably be in touch with her, because eventually down the line, I want to get, like, uh, podcast merch. So that'll be fun. She's actually making merch for Sienna's a cheerleading team this yeah. fall. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so definitely gonna follow her and be in touch. Um, but yeah, I wanted to thank you so much for coming in. You completely slayed this interview. Thank you. I know, was saying she was wicked nervous, uh, and I told her there's nothing to be nervous about. I keep wine on deck so we're here drinking wine <laughs> yep yep yeah I'll loosen up my guests um but also I wanted to let you know that literally when I was planning I'm like okay I'm gonna do this podcast I made a list of probably like a hundred people and I was like okay like this is the people I want to talk to and I want to let you know you were on my list oh, so I'm really glad yeah. that you were able to come in and so yeah. early on I'm honored. Um, I always follow you since you were doing like your studies and I think you were on, on yeah. some of the local radio and I would listen to you. Oh my god. Yeah. So I was I was like, I have to tell this. I meant to tell you that in the beginning of the yeah. interview, but it's okay, we're wrapping up and I had to let you know um that 
you you were on there and I'm really glad you were able to join me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. Please be sure to share this episode with your friends and your loved ones. And don't forget to show some love by dropping a review and subscribing. Please find us on Instagram at Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. See you next time. And remember, honey, the glow up is always real.